You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? On the show today is Katherine Taylor from Girls Gone Gravel. Taylor is a former triathlete turned gravel enthusiast who saw a need for a place for women to learn, inspire, and connect with the community in the gravel world. So Girls Gone Gravel was born. With over 11,000 followers on their Facebook group, it's pretty obvious she was right. Coming up in April of 2022, Girls Gone Gravel will be hosting the very first Gone Graveling Festival, which will take place in Bentonville, Arkansas. So here is Catherine to tell us more about women in gravel. All right, well, on the show today, we have Catherine Taylor from Girls Gone Gravel. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Kathy, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you because, you know, I'm sure that most people listening to this podcast have heard of gravel riding, and most people probably have moved more towards gravel as they get, you know, more into the world of distracted driving and all of that stuff. So anyway, I'm really excited to talk to you about gravel and about Girls Gone Gravel specifically. Yeah, I would agree with you. I feel like every day I talk to somebody and they're like trying out gravel or tired of the roads, scared of the roads, all those things. Yeah. So gravel is a great option. Yes. And um, I live in Iowa, which most people already know that. And we have probably more gravel roads than we have paved roads. I mean, there are just thousands of miles of gravel, which, you know, makes it like a no brainer. Like I can walk out of my house and within a mile be on gravel, which is awesome. But I will say on a side note that I do have a gravel bike by Liv and I love it, but I have this mental game where I don't think that the tires are wide enough. And so I freak myself out on gravel. So maybe you'll have some advice for me when we get to that point. (laughs) That sounds good. I'm the worst. I'm like, I never changed my tires. It's too much work. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can pretty much ride everything on most tires. So yeah. Right. And, you know, when I'm on gravel with friends who are much more comfortable, it's obvious that it's all in my head and just learning how to let my bike. I think I when I was talking to you via email, I said, I need to figure out how to trust my bike better. So that's, I guess that's a personal yeah. thing for me. <laughs> no, I think it's a really true thing. Like when I started riding gravel and I had mountain biked a little bit, but I came from triathlon. And you know, triathlon, you basically go in a straight line yeah. on a TT bike for the most yeah. part. And the small, so getting as small tires as possible. Small tires as possible. And there's no drafting allowed in oh, triathlon. Yeah. So you can't ever really be that close to anybody. So it was a very different um, experience to, to have just like the elements are such a part of the ride. And I gone over the handlebars of my tri bike at 30 miles an hour downhill so there was a lot of mental stuff I had to overcome oh yeah when I first started riding well and that totally brings me to my first question which is you know a little bit about you before we get into Girls Gone Gravel Um, you did give us a hint and said that you used to be in triathlon so tell us where you live what you ride that kind of thing 
Uh, so I actually just moved this summer from Atlanta, Georgia to Tacoma, Washington, which was a big move. Um, I had been in Atlanta for about 12 years. That's mm. really where I started getting into cycling and riding. I, you know, just always rode uh, for years, like on a Walmart bike um, around town. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved, I was like, oh, I want to get into cycling and so, or, or triathlon. And so I got involved with team and training. And they do such a great job of getting you on the bike and getting you through an event. And so that started my journey was a triathlon for about 10 years, coached, was involved with a big club in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and then switched over to gravel. And now I'm learning all the roads out in Tacoma and all the great gravel that there is. And I ride, well, I have several bikes, but my gravel bike is Norbea Terra. Mm, nice. Ride, so. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, you know, okay, back in the day, you had your Walmart bike, which probably was nice and sturdy because it probably weighed a ton. But how did you go from that to triathlon like was it just because of the environment when you moved yeah well I grew up a swimmer so I've always been good in the pool and I was always a recreational runner not very fast and I, I liked riding my bike you know I rode it more to commute and mm -hmm. I, I was actually talking to somebody this morning and talking about when I rode when I had that bike I thought you know like I went out for five miles and that was a big like a very long workout, um, which it is when you get started. Right. Right. right um, for sure. And so when I moved to Georgia, I had a, basically a new friend. I, I was living at my parents' house, which is way out in the suburbs. It was, I was trying to buy a house. So I was living at their house. It was at the time, which just took forever to close on the house. And I had always wanted to do a triathlon. So I Googled it and found team and training and they had a, like a group meeting the next night where they were going to talk about triathlon. And so the options were to stay at home and watch Jeopardy with my parents again, <laughs> to go check out this team and training meeting. <laughs> so I can see so why I you that. made that decision. <laughs> yeah. And my first ever training, I showed up on my mom's hybrid bike with my Embro shorts and my t-shirt. I didn't know anything about cycling gear. I didn't know anything about bikes with curly handlebars or, triathlon bikes and just had some coaches that made me feel really comfortable. You know, I, I walk out and there's 50 people dressed in Lycra with these really fancy triathlon bikes. And, um, they just did a great job of whatever level you were at, like making you feel comfortable and taking you through the steps of getting from first time on a real bike to crossing the finish line. And then the next year I had such a great experience. I decided to do an Ironman. So wow. I spent a lot of time on the bike. Yeah, so. that is awesome. And then obviously from triathlon all the way up to Ironman, which is that in itself is amazing because there aren't very, very many people that can say they have, you know, made it to the level of Ironman. So congrats on that. But Thanks. then you, I mean, I read this kind of a spoiler alert. I read this on your website that you, you know, had a bike accident and at some point, you segued from that fancy triathlon bike to gravel. So do you want to kind of give us the story of how Girls Gone Gravel became a thing? Yeah. So a funny story. I was actually coaching with Atlanta Tri Triathlon Club in Atlanta. And I was doing a lot of indoor bike coaching. We had an indoor cycling studio. And this woman um, kept showing up. Her name was Lauren. And she was new to cycling, new to triathlon, 
a really great runner, but she was doing this one triathlon and then she had found out about this event that she wanted to do. And it was called at the time, dirty Kansas. Mm. And she was like, she had never ridden a bike more than like 20 miles, but she was going to do the, what is now unbound 200. <laughs> right. And she got in, she didn't, she didn't know about the lottery. She didn't know that like, if you apply as a woman, it's likely you'll get into the 200 miles, any of that. So I followed her journey and I was like, Oh, this looks like a lot of fun. Like she would come back from her ride goal like dirty and gross, (laughs) like, you know, like it seemed way more fun than what I was doing on my triathlon bike um, of going around in circles at the same park over and over again. And so I, uh, I was working at a bike shop at the time and I decided that I wanted to get a gravel bike, which thankfully I got some good deals through the bike shop. But I remember the bike shop owner at the time said to me, well, I don't think you're going to like this because it's hard. Oh, and it made me really mad. Oh, <laughs> and he he was like kind of a little bit in that old school vein of guys and cycling, where he made some comments before about the reason that the women aren't in the Tour de France is because they can't finish the distance mm. physically. So, kind of that old school thinking that's been around in male cycling for a long time, and and so it just made me really mad. And I've been talking a ton to my friend Lauren about gravel and watching her journey. And so I drank a lot of wine one night and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, girls gone gravel. I'm going to create that Instagram account at like two in the morning. I did it. Nice. And, and so, um, so I had just, I think I had just been writing for five or six months when I started that Instagram account and just started sharing women's stories on the Instagram account so that they kind of were born together at the same time my love of gravel cycling and then wanting to share it with other women and looking for avenues to do it. Yeah. And um, the website is awesome. Girls Gone Gravel. And I think I read somewhere that you call it a community for cyclists chasing adventure. And I absolutely love that because it, I mean, it encompasses so much more than just gravel. So in itself, that is cool. But will you tell the listeners what exactly is Girls Gone Gravel? Sure. So we started as a website, like I just, well, we started an Instagram handle and then I started building a website because people were asking for advice. And so we started, I and Lauren, and then we have another woman named Claire, several people that have written some blogs for us. So there's a lot of good information there. And I actually had worked on some triathlon projects with a company called Spicy Media. They had a podcast called Iron Women and they did some live coverage at races. And people kept saying, hey, will you start a podcast? And I was like, no, I'm not starting a podcast. It's way too much work. Well, as this relationship with Feisty Media kept progressing, I said, hey, would you all ever want to start a podcast in the gravel space? And um, they they said, yeah, we think that that would fit with what we're doing. You know, like our goal is to, you know, uh, impact women in sport. And so we started the podcast underneath them. And Christy Moan, who is, was one of the original um race promoters and still works very heavily with Unbound Gravel and many other gravel events that Lifetime now owns came on as my co-host. And so, so then it morphed from just a, a kind of a blog to a podcast. And we started a private Facebook page called Women Gravel Cyclists. And that that's about to hit 11,000 women wow. in that group. Wow. So I do feel a little justified that I've proved that women do really want to ride gravel. Yeah, I was going to say, there's obviously an interest if you've got that many people that are following. Don't don't you wish you could like run into that, you know, old 
um, owner of the bike shop? Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I'd like to show you. But, but so we really fleshed out that what Girls Come Gravel is about is we're a place for uh, women to have a space where they can, can learn. So if you want to learn skills, if you want to learn kind of the basics, like that's a lot of what happens within that private uh, group is people ask each other for advice. They ask, you know, they give just different insights on different bikes or different things. And a lot of times we'll try to take, if we see a question asked a lot, we'll try to take that and then write an article about it. So Mm -hmm. people have a resource. Um, And then we also want to inspire. So that's a lot of what we do through the podcast is we share other women's stories. um, And we, we share things that are happening in the gravel community. We have a newsletter that comes out every week that shares like five things that are happening in the gravel community. And then we wanted to create kind of those spaces where we could bring those things together and so we just launched a gravel festival. There's going to be a space where kind of all those things can happen. You can hear the inspiring stories. You can learn. You can connect with the community. Um, and, and really, at the end of the day, like whatever adventure, if it's like I want to gravel bike across Iowa or I want to go do this Unbound 200 or I just want to feel good about going out to ride with my friends, like you're, you feel that you have the resources to be equipped to do whatever that adventure is. Yeah, and I can tell you firsthand that the website, which is basically girlsgonegravel.com, has all of those resources you just said. I mean, you can listen to the podcast, you can shop, you can, um, there's all kinds of resources if you're looking for a gravel bike or gear. So, and of course, you already know this, Catherine, because it is your website, but I'm trying to tell the listeners that it's a great, great resource. And I, you also have a membership program, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we have a, a team, a gravel team, and anybody can join it. It's not a team of racers. And really, the, the big thing that, that get on the team is a place to connect with each other that's not as overwhelming as that big group of 10,000 people. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they get a monthly Ask Me Anything session. So, for example, example this coming week, we have dietitian that focuses on cyclists that's going to come in and mm. people can just ask their questions and then um, some discounts on some of our things that, that we do. So, yeah. Nice. So it's a pretty low bar. It's like $10 a month or something oh. to be on the team and also helps support. For years, this all came out of my checkbook right. everything that we did with gravel so you know as you know that's not sustainable like, right you know, you're just like everything is coming out of your personal account right <laughs> a quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by lizard lips lip balm these great lip balms contain natural ingredients come in a variety of flavors and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection check it out at lizardlips.net now back to the show Okay, so, you know, we've we've already talked about how great the website is. Lots and lots of resources. You can become a, is it a team member? Did I say that right? Yes, the gravel team. So you can be part of the team. But the coolest thing, and the reason that I even reached out to you, was the festival that you briefly mentioned. So all I know is it's called Gone Graveling Festival, and it's coming up in April 2022. So let's hear it because I'm so excited about this festival. Yeah, this was something actually I have wanted to do for several years. And again, my friend Lauren, I think I was out with another friend. We were just dreaming of things that where where could girls go gravel thing go? And I said, I just don't really want to go. There's tons of great races out there. 
But I think there's so many women that don't want to race or they feel intimidated by going to a race, which races are a loose term. They're more participatory events, but mm-hmm. it's still intimidating to like to show up and do that at times. Right. And sometimes you feel like you're racing, even if you don't want to. Um, and the, so I was like, I just want a space where, you know, I've gone to all these like really great film festivals or um, music festivals and something like that, but it's all about cycling. And so then COVID hit and I was like, I am not launching an event right? <laughs> with COVID going, a first year event uh, with COVID going on. So kind of put that on the back burner and I started thinking about it again this past year as, as the vaccine came out. And started looking at um, what could that look like on the women on a festival side. And I knew that for it to really work, because I don't really want to sit, sleep in a campground for a weekend and like necessarily be dirty. And some people do and they can do that at this festival. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I wanted uh, a place where it was a city that people loved bikes. It's kind of a cool location to visit within the cycling space. And then had a great community of women cyclists attached to it. And so we had had three different women from Bentonville on the podcast and I was I was really sold on Bentonville and went to visit and found the community to be incredibly welcoming the city's super easy to navigate and the women's community is amazing there the the cycling community they're they're open they're welcoming they want you know Arkansas had a few um issues with the transgender laws that they passed last year that's the community that's really trying to change some of the things that are happening, um, some of those narratives. So they're just a great community. And we're going to Bentonville to do a little gravel festival, three-day gravel festival. So I can tell you, I have been to Bentonville with my bicycle. And I can't agree with you more on how bike-friendly that community is. They have embraced biking like no other community I've been to. And the best part for me was that I went there with, um, I think I was the only girl in our group, actually, because a couple bailed at the last minute. But uh, it was kind of meant to be a mountain biking event. But I, my skill level was way below the guys that I was with. And so I found out really quickly that Bentonville offers something for everyone. So I was able to find you know, kind of what I would call the beginner mountain bike trails, and then also just paths and paved paths and glow-in-the-dark paths that just made me really excited to go back a second time. So I'm I'm super pumped that you have decided on Bentonville as well. Yeah, everything in the city is connected by a bike path, which is amazing. So you can get pretty much, if you come in, you could get an Airbnb and probably not move your car. For the most of, now we're going to have some parties at night. So you might want to move your car closer to this or maybe not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we really wanted something that had that, that bike friendly vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, and, and then there's just a lot of great gravel that's pretty easy to get to. And, and you don't have to navigate any major roads to get to it. And events like big sugar, the rule of three have done some really spectacular gravel events out there in the last few years. And and that's the other great thing about working with local partners is they know all those routes backwards and forwards. Oh, yeah. So we're going to lean heavily on them as ride leaders instead of any of us being wondering, wandering around lost in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. 
Right. So, okay, so let's say that, or hopefully I am going to be attending this festival. What sort of things am I going to be able to do while I'm at this festival? So, well, you'll get to have some fun with a lot of other women. So kind of the rundown of the quote unquote weekend is Thursday, people can arrive anytime. So uh, you can come in a little bit early. We'll we'll have some self-guided tours that'll be more along the bike path. There's some great art on the bike path in Bentonville. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to open up with a party Thursday night. And it'll be somewhere around the Bentonville Square area. So you get to know that area. And then Friday is going to be a very clinic-heavy day. So we we do have a festival area that we'll be at both of the full days. And that day, as people register, you actually are signing up, like giving us feedback on what kinds of clinics people want to see. So already I can tell you we're going to have some pretty tactical ones like climbing, descending, cornering. Celine Yeager is looking at coming in to do some clinics on how to ride trails. So some of the events are starting to see more pretty easy mountain bike trails or single track trails that you end up riding on. So how do you navigate that on your gravel bike? And then other clinics like nutrition or, um, you know, tire change, things like that. So those would be less out on your bike, but maybe sitting and listening to somebody. We'll also have some panels uh, just to get to hear from from different people in the industry. Um, You know, what's happening within the industry? How can you do some of these things back in your, your town? And then on Saturday, we're going out for long rides. So mm-hmm. that could be, and those long rides, it could be a beginner-friendly long ride. So that's going to be in that 25 to 30-mile range. We'll have kind of that 45-mile range and then a, a metric century, a 62-mile range. Nice. And within those, we're going to have different pace groups for people. So it's not, you don't feel like you've gotten left behind or like you're slowing anybody down. So, and there might be something fun that you get along those rides as well. I can't give all my secrets away. <laughs> and then we'll close things out with a with a party on Saturday night. And then I think we're partnering with some local folks. If people want to stay through the weekend, then you can um, maybe do a longer ride on Sunday, especially mm-hmm. if somebody's training for like a bigger event and they want to get another long ride in while they're in the Bentonville area. But we wanted to um, – I know how hard it is, like if you're like – have to be back at work on Monday, especially if you maybe you took that Friday off. You have to be back at work, and then you're trying mm-hmm. to rush out after riding all day on Sunday and get back home. So if people wanted to just get out first thing and get home and get everything cleaned up, they can do that as well. So that's that's the basic flow. But really, Kathy, the great thing is because we opened registration really early, we get to design the way the actual festival looks based on what people are telling us they want. Oh, yeah. And I think it's cool, just based on what you're describing, that you could grab some of your girlfriends and go and make it a fun weekend. But I think it's also super easy to go as a like by yourself, and you know you're going to meet yeah. a gazillion people. You're going to meet a lot of, of of other rad women who love the same thing you do. Yes. and like we did a live uh, podcast recording to announce that. And lots of people were saying they're coming solo. We've got a Facebook group that's an option to join so people can find roommates for housing. Or um, so, so I know there's some people that are coming kind of with their whole gang, and there's some people that are just coming by themselves because mm-hmm. they're like, this is a place to get to know other people. And that's that's part of the fun. Is this is I was at an event in South Carolina in, oh gosh, March, I guess, of last year. 
right when events started opening up again, maybe it was April. And then I met a woman that I ended up riding with the whole time. And she was like, Oh, I'm going to be at Steamboat. And then I ended up running into her at Steamboat. Oh, wow. And it was, it was really cool, you know, to say, I met this woman in South Carolina and now we reconnected in Steamboat, yeah. Colorado over the summer. So I think that's what's cool about the community is, you know, then you start to find buddies to adventure with whatever right. you want to do. Yeah. And the nice thing about, um, you know, a calling it a festival is that like you said any skill level can go to this event and yeah I absolutely I th- and there's no there's none of that pressure of like there's a big race tomorrow morning right um, you know and I think that I hope for some people I, I can still remember the first time I rode my bike like 30 miles and that was like such a big deal for me mm-hmm. you know um and so I hope there are some people that show up and this is the first time that they've ever ridden 30 miles and they're really excited about that. And maybe it's for the first time some people will ride a metric century mm-hmm. and they're really excited about that. Um, so, you know, you get to kind of choose your own challenge within nice. it. And so this, we've already said this is in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, what are the dates for this event? A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a New Jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. April 28th through the 30th. So it'll end the evening of the 30th. So people would want to plan to stay through May 1st. And like I said, we'll have route options. If if somebody's like, I'm just, I'm going to just make it a super long weekend and stick around and do some more riding on the first. Yeah. There's so much to do in Bentonville. I would definitely say if you have an extra day to stay and see all the other stuff there. Yeah. There's some fantastic stuff and some, you know, we're, uh, are working with at natural state rock and Republic, which, uh, Scotty and Ernie Lechuga own. And they have like a bike fit studio there. They have like an indoor cycling studio, some really cool stuff. It's just about 20 minutes down the road. So you can even like, you stay late or come early if you get a bike fit, if you don't have a good bike fitter in your area. And then there's great like little restaurants and cafes that are very bike friendly in Bentonville. So there's plenty to do. Yeah. And make sure you bring a camera or take your phone because the artwork, like you mentioned, is fabulous. Yeah, there's a museum called uh, Crystal Bridges. I'm not a museum person, but everybody says this museum is amazing, the Crystal Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get in trouble if I said that wrong by the Bentonville people, but <laughs> I'm not an art person. I will preface that. <laughs> and they have this outdoor coffee shop thing that's that's right by that museum that's really, really cool. And I will butcher, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll I'll put it in the show notes. I'll look it up after we're done talking. Yeah. Well, um, is there a specific website or should people just go to girlsgonegravel.com and look under festival? Yeah, so it's girlsgonegravel.com and at the top you'll see the tab that says festival mm-hmm. or backslash festival. Um, the festival is called the Gone Graveling Festival. Mm-hmm. And this is really, we're, we are offering this in Bentonville this year, but the goal really is to grow these to three to five festivals around the country nice. Um, so that it's easy for women to travel regionally and not have the, the worry about the expense. So there's a couple, there's actually a city that already reached out to me that I think would be a really great city. But I think if, if people think that their 
town has like a great cycling community and great trails and just a cool vibe, like definitely reach out as well. Mm-hmm. There's this is for figuring out what the pattern is and then how we can replicate this in other places. Excellent. And do you have any advice for women who are listening to this, who I'm going to call it gravel curious, you know, maybe haven't tried gravel and think that they can't? Any advice? I think anybody could ride gravel. I think it's actually, you know, there's a lot of really nice, smooth gravel out there. So so people kind of get stuck sometimes on like, oh, there's really technical or it's really scary. But it's it's really just learning a few skills and getting confident in those skills and then um, and getting out and trying it. And and honestly, like there are certain gravel roads that you, you don't even necessarily need a gravel bike to try it on. Like mm-hmm. you can get your road bike and put some bigger tires on it and go out and ride on those. So, you know, I think just just get out and try it. Yeah. And even uh, this is my own um, personal experience here in Iowa, even like within a mile, you may experience different types of gravel. But a lot of times if road traffic has gone through, there's like these really nice um, tire tracks from the cars that you can, you know, zip on in and learn the skills as you want to, you know. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. You know, the first few times I went and my first few, probably the first dozen times I went, <laughs> because I had come off this really bad accident on my bike where I got over the handlebars on my tri bike. Mm. I was super nervous about the descent, and and I just went out with a friend. She actually had a, a lot of mountain bike experience, and she just like talked me through just a few things of like positioning and stuff. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm much more comfortable with this. Mm. And so, it you know, it's it's there's a different feel. And sometimes I think you need to just like get out and try it a few times yeah, um, to get comfortable with it. Yes. And when you eliminate the stress of cars and stoplights, it's a whole different uh, mindset when you're out there. It is. And I just have found the gravel community to have a, a little bit different feel than other communities, like within the cycling community. The cycling community can get really focused on competition sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not always, but a lot of times if you connect with that community in your area, like, you know, you can find the teams or the people that are really competitive. Um, And then the triathlon community are really, there's triathlons, they're no fun. Triathletes, they're no fun. (laughs) (laughs) They're all about their power and their, Are you, you do you consider yourself a recovering triathlete now? (laughs) (laughs) I would call it a a retired triathlete. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) People keep trying to, I'm like, if. If you put together one of those gravel triathlons, I would actually be quite interested in that. Oh, yeah. Because um, I do love trail running and I'm a good swimmer. So, uh, and that's why I would never do Xterra. Is I'm really, I'm not a great mountain bike handler. So the idea of somebody being stuck behind me on one of those Xterra trails, um, which is the off-road triathlon mm-hmm. where you do on a mountain bike, I, you know, because I would come out in front of like really good cyclists and then be clogging up the whole thing right but put me on gravel where there's a nice wide road and people can pass me after I beat them out of the swim that'd be great (laughs) well with that said you know I know you probably are super busy planning this event gone graveling festival which is in April do you have any adventures on your horizon like planning out 2022 oh gosh I am actually going to be doing several events this next year, I didn't do a lot this past year because I moved across the country yeah. in the middle of the, the summer. And that was quite a, 
quite a big experience. So I, I ended up going to a lot of events and doing live coverage for Girls Gone Gravel. Mm. And, but this year I'm going to try to do, um, we'll probably be back at Unbound doing some kind of activation on site, but I'm going to try to do at least the 50, maybe the 100. That might be a lot to chew with this festival just a month beforehand, Mm -hmm. as far as the training time that I will have. And then uh, I'm going back to the last best ride, which is in Whitefish, Montana, which is one of my favorite rides I've ever done. Mm. Um, I'm also signed up for Rooted Vermont, which is uh, Laura and Ted King's ride. Laura's been such a huge supporter of everything we've done since day one. So I'm excited to go up and support them at their event. And I'm going to do, there's a little series out here in Oregon. I'm going to try to do a lot of that. And I actually just signed up for my first ever gravel camp, um, which is the weekend before our event, and it might have been a bad idea, <laughs> but we're going to go with it. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's just like to have some time where I'm not on and I'm not doing any media or covering anything and, yeah. and just be the learner at the camp. And um, I hopefully get a little bit – my cornering skills are not the greatest, so hopefully get a little bit better at the, <laughs> at the cornering <laughs> myself. I, I always say, like, I'm not the greatest at any of these things, but I know how to – find people that are really good at them and put them in front of you. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I did the Humphreys gravel grinder in Missouri and it was kind of my first, I went by myself and it was kind of one of those experiences where, like you said, you know, everyone's lined up at the start line and you've got like the uber fast $10,000 bikes, you know, up front. And I'm like, Ooh, go for it guys. And then, you know, as the, uh, everyone starts riding, then you kind of get into your groove with the people that are more like you or like me. And I ended up having a blast. Thank goodness. I had my bike computer to kind of keep me on track. I finished that day, it was raining, it was muddy, and I'm like, this is dumb, I'm never doing it again. And then I think it was maybe a week later, I registered for 2022. So I'm going back, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something about it, like, you're just, well, one, I just do better if I'm training for something, like, I'm more, but I enjoy training more than I actually typically enjoy, even when in travel, more than I enjoyed events, but I do love the vibe and the feel. Yes. Because once you get past those nerves, it really, even in triathlon where everybody was so like intense, it really is just fun to be out there and cheering for each other and being a part of something bigger. And, and, you know, when you said that, I thought, Oh gosh, if I could tell people, if somebody's wanting to get into gravel and I'm like, if there's any piece of equipment that you need besides your, you know, your bike and your safety. It's like that bike computer that can give you turn by turn directions. <laughs> and it beeps and, when you go the wrong way. That was, that yeah. was my saving grace. <laughs> Yeah, learning how to sync your bike computer with Ride with GPS <laughs> and always having the route. Like that, it, it is, especially for women, like it's such a huge confidence builder of like, you know, back in the day when we used to have paper routes and you're right. like, what's this street? Am I on the right street? And, and like half the time you get on the gravel road and there's like no street sign. Right. Or was knocked over like 10 years ago or, you know, so. Yeah, and then a huge, when a gravel road turns into a level it's called level b roads here in iowa where it's you know like a low maintenance or no maintenance road and it's super fun but you're like is this gonna am i gonna you know be spit out at a farm where a guy with a rifle is looking at me like get off my leg but yeah yeah, you're right (laughs) 
Well, before we wrap things up, Catherine, um, I want you to, you know, maybe give a, a quick plug one more time for your website and then also for your podcast, because it's an awesome, I mean, you interview a lot of really cool people. Yeah, so the website is girlsgonegravel.com. It's pretty easy to find. And then the podcast is also called Girls Gone Gravel. It comes out every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And we interview, we've interviewed a lot of the pro gravel cyclist women who have really fascinating stories. Like most of these women work two or three jobs and like are entrepreneurs and are making a huge impact in the gravel community because they're passionate and they love it. Um, and then, you know, we just get to, to talk to people. Um, so we, we've interviewed pro cyclist women. We've interviewed kind of your journey woman who is working a full-time job and just does this because she's passionate about it. And then some people that have done some really interesting things. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, tomorrow's, well, this will come out probably after the episode, but we have Hillary Allen, who she was an ultra runner that fell 150 feet. Ooh. And she was, she's like a pro ultra runner. And she used the bike to get back into her fitness mm. and you know, then decided to do Unbound 200. Um, so now she does a combination. She's still a pro ultra runner. She's one of the best at what she does in the world, but she still uses the bike a lot. And her story was so fascinating, like mm. coming back from this crazy accident and the, the mental things that she had to overcome. So, so all the stories are just, I don't know, women have such fascinating stories yeah. and so much that they've overcome. So so, yeah, go listen to those stories. You can find it on any podcast player and come join us in Bentonville. We'd love to have you there, Kathy. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I need to come there. It's obvious. It's very obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get well, your little posse from Iowa. Come on down. Yeah, yeah. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, make sure if you're out there listening, you go to girlsgonegravel.com because it's just such a great resource. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Thanks, Catherine, for coming on to talk about Girls Gone Gravel. It's really pretty amazing how many women have become involved in the great gravel community, thanks to Catherine's middle-of-the-night idea. Please check out girlsgonegravel.com for more details on the upcoming Gone Graveling Festival. I will be there, so message me if you're going as well. And on that website, you can find the link to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. We also talked a bit about Crystal Bridges Museum, and I wanted to confirm Catherine was correct with that name. Oh, and the name of the outdoor coffee shop there in Bentonville that I spoke about is called Airship Coffee. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology. Visit my Instagram for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric for sponsoring this episode. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. And this quote comes from an unknown author. One day, your life will flash before your eyes, so make sure it's worth watching. Think about it. 